and welcome to the Hear It podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Roberts, and I'll be speaking with guests about their work, research and ideas on better engaging young people. I really hope you like it. This week, we're joined by Nafisa Shafiq, Student Communications Manager at Leeds University. Nafisa's experience across a breadth of sectors has always been driven by the desire for more inclusive communications, not just within her role in higher education, but in the wider sector and indeed her own career, something she's openly talked about in her blog. Nafisa, thanks so much for joining us on the Here podcast today. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about your career and how you ended up at Leeds. I've always been quite ambitious and independent. I worked part-time whilst I was studying. Um, I graduated and at the time I left a permanent call centre job to take part in a PR and comms internship. It was a bit like the Taylor Bennett Foundation internships that run at the moment. And it was all about getting people from underrepresented groups into the industry. I immediately fell in love with comms. There was something about it that just wanted me to stay. I interned for a year, uh, extremely privileged. I stayed with my parents and I often say I nearly worked for free. For about a year, I moved to London. I got a job at Edelman Digital. Whilst working there, I actually met my husband. We got married. We decided to relocate. So we're now back in Yorkshire. We're based in Bradford. I worked at a branding agency in Leeds. Like I said, ambitious. So it didn't feel the same as the agency in London. So I decided I wanted to do something where I was making a bit of a difference. I worked at Calderdale Council for a couple of years. I was a social media manager there. Eventually, I ended up at Leeds as student communications and engagement manager. Currently manage our central student comms channels. So we've got the website, we've got our app, social, email, the newsletter. I cover everything from when students join us um, and register with us all the way through to graduation. The past year for students has been really challenging. And what's been your focus communications wise and how have you had to adapt what you So for me, when I joined, my focus was about making sure that what we say to our students actually serves them. So any of the content that we are putting out is what's relevant for our students. We had this tagline, which was um, helping students make the most of their time with us. It wasn't just communicating the need to know information, but actually the added extra as well. So things like the opportunities, the activities the other things that students can get involved with. So that is still there. We always wanted to be the older sibling or friend to our students. Um, So somebody that can give that advice without shaking their finger and saying, this is what you have to do. In the past year, that has continued. So we've continued to be that friend or that older sibling. And we've been given information in a way that we used to. What has changed is how often we're communicating with students. We're signposting to resources more. We're working with teams from across the institution. We're aligning what they are saying. So what's, uh, what teams in schools are saying um, and what we're saying centrally. And the tone of our comms has shifted slightly. So how, how we position something. It has been a really difficult time. And we want students to know that we recognise that as well. So anything that has gone out to students has gone through the central comms team and so it's all gone in a similar style in a similar tone and we also have um, started putting in expectations of when we will next communicate with students so they know when to look out for information as well because that's been quite important this year. It's interesting you said about that older sibling because in the first season we had a a discussion about tone of voice with students Mm. and it's a really interesting one because I think there is that perception 
or that risk sometimes you're asked to put something on social or asked to put something out and it's not in the way that you're used to talking to students and it's that yeah. real balance isn't it about tone of voice yeah it's really important to get the language right where possible we try to use plain english we've got lots of international students we have our home students we have students that join us when they're 18 we have older students as well some that might be parents so what we say should appeal to all of our student body not just a handful of them So we try to be really down to earth in what we're saying. We try to get rid of the jargon and we just try to be as straightforward as we possibly can. And I know uni applications are up, but that often happens after financial crisis. So like in 2008, and that can often mask the real story of not only who's applying, but who's actually progressing when they're there. How do we make sure that we communicate everything that higher education has to offer now? A lot of what my team and a lot of what I have been doing is looking at what is actually happening on the ground. We are working remotely as a comms team, but we know students are on campus. There are some that are studying from home. So it's really understanding what is available to all of the students and communicating that we don't want something to be available to students and we don't promote it. And likewise, the other way around, we don't want to be saying something is available when, you know, it's not. So it's really understanding what is available to students and really communicating that and really sharing that with them. It's that balance about, you know, what will lectures be like? Will it be lectures? And it's it's almost like trying to be really sort of steady about what you can say at what, what point. It is. It's about being honest as well and saying we don't know yet. For example, when the guidance changed, we're in the process of the the rules relaxing. We don't know what will happen next. Um, so it's actually saying that we don't know yet. We're going to be working the guidance and we will tell you once we know so it's been really transparent with what we're saying and helping students understand especially with COVID I think it's very different we need to help them to understand how and why we're saying particular things so where it's coming from sometimes and this year a lot of the decisions and a lot of the things that we are communicating as a team aren't really decisions that we've made as an institution sometimes they've come from the government we're we're being really transparent with what we're saying in that respect and just saying that this is why um, this decision has been made. And that's really helpful, isn't it? Kind of it's just explaining Mm -hmm. it really clearly as well so people can kind of make their own decisions and we've talked on the podcast before about amplifying all voices within the student body in reality how do you try and do this and and moving forward how do you think other organizations can do that better for youth audiences so for us there are a number of things that we do that allow us to amplify our student voices as a university we have a really good relationship with our student union as a team we work really closely with our student execs and across the institution actually our student execs so those are the student that have been elected by the student body they get involved in different groups and different working groups and at different stages from a comms perspective we involve them when we are sending communications out we run content by them we get their feedback and we often change our comms as well based on what they're saying sometimes uh, and recently for example we'll flag certain words as well in that whole drafting process we'll just add a comment and we'll, we'll flag it to them and say is this the right word? Because, you know, they know the students better than we do. Sometimes they'll also deliver those messages and their own messages in our comms. So it might not be, for example, an academic that's saying something or somebody that's a senior member of the university. It can be one of the student execs that's just that message so that really helps us we have a student facebook group as well we do have a university page but for our current students we have a facebook group we don't just use it to push content out we have students 
sharing their own content in there. Throughout the year, they're sharing what really matters to them. And you can see what, what matters because what they're sharing shifts. We do moderate that group, but we allow students to share information as themselves and really get involved. I think at the moment, we're getting between 10 to 20 posts that are shared every day into that group so you know it, it's quite active and we really watch what's happening in there as well because you know often that's where you'll pick up what what's really um, going on in the student's mind when teams want to do something we do encourage the personal aspect as well so rather than us putting something out in that group or on, on those channels as the university would advise teams to go out as themselves because we see that that's when students really engage with something so whether it's a well-being post whether it's anything about an activity if it's particular people that are sharing that information students tend to really engage and get involved in that discussion in the last year we've also launched things like a student ideas fund that helps us to support students with their ideas and really amplify the things that matter to them. So whether it's an activity that they want to do or whether it's just to change something that's happening on campus or within the student life. So, so we work with them on that. We have things like student takeovers as well. We really want our students to actually share their voice through our channels as well. We really want to amplify them. I think for me, it's about really getting the students involved. It's about asking them questions and actively listening to them, um, taking on board what they're saying and really adapting our communication so that we reflect on what they've said to us. That's so important. I really like what you said about the actual funding projects as well and changing things as a result of talking to them because so often it's like organisations can wheel in a young person and go, can you just read this? It's like audiences see through that. It's, you know, performative um, youth marketing, I guess. When it comes to youth audiences, more teams are recognising the value of engaging with young people, whether that's for insights or co-collaboration or testing ideas before they run with them. What advice would you give from your own experiences in students unit comms of how to do this effectively get them involved from the get-go often and I think this is because sometimes when we're working on comms it can be quite a quick turnaround often we can just go to them right at the end and talk to our students and say what what do you think about this and then we don't have time to make the changes that they might want us to make so rather than doing that I try to get them involved quite early on and as a team that's what we try to do we, we brain on with them, we talk to them through every stage and then we actually share the feedback with others as well when we are getting stuff out. At every point we really listen to them and listen to what they actually have to say. They have an insight that we actually don't have and sometimes we might not have as well but if they're sharing it with us I believe it's for a reason. Do you know whether whether we're uncomfortable with listening to what they're saying, they are telling us something. Um, so for us it's all about really taking on board what they're saying and making changes based on that you recently shared a fantastic blog about how we can all be better allies to one another universities can be incredibly diverse international spaces can we take the idea of being an ally and build that into our communication particularly on social media it can become very transactional and we've got this kind of call out cancel culture and i just wanted to get your views really on this yeah so personally i believe we can be allies through our communication i think there are things that we can do in our comms that allow us to be more inclusive. The type of topics we cover, the celebrations we mentioned, the way we position something, the language we use, 
how we get feedback. These are all things that we have the power to control. So I think it's really looking at those and saying, are we being um, inclusive with what we're saying? Are we being diverse? Are we being representative? We're currently running a survey with our students. That is one of the questions that we are asking. And that's something that we want to dig down into and really understand is what we're saying and is what we're putting out on social, for example, a representative of our student body. I think it's also important to look at what else is happening in the organisation, though. I think it's about using our comms to really amplify what's happening and um, sharing those stories and events. So I said earlier, we work with our student union. We also look at the type of activities and the events that the different clubs and societies have going on. You know, often they are led by students and students are heavily involved. So we look at how we can free up space in our communications to actually share that as well. We don't wait for them to come to us um, to share it, you know. And we also try to guide students as well so that, you know, if they want to do something, we'll often just step in behind the scenes and say, this is how you can do something. I think um, being an ally doesn't mean that we have to be front and centre. I think as a university, it's making the space for the students to actually share something and be vocal so it's giving them that space I think for me and in my role I don't want us to be performative we try not to jump on the back of hashtags you know or the back of a story instead we really try to listen to our community we share what they're saying with our team and we share it wider with uh, with you know like senior members across the organization so that we can really make a difference. We're not just communicating something, we're actually following up with actions as well. And I think that's key. I don't think you could just put something into your communication strategy. It's making sure that whatever is happening, you know, across the institution is actually what you're communicating. Often comms is not seen as everyone's role, but in an organisation, everyone is partly involved in comms because they talk on behalf of the organisation, recognise that they have a role to play of feeding that information through. And that is about being an ally. And I think it's not, well, go and tell the comms team or customer service. It's, it's more nuanced than that. Yeah, so for us, what we're doing at the moment is we're trying to time better with what happens schools so students will get information from us centrally but they will also get something from their course leader they will get something from their actual school they'll get something from one of the services they join so there's lots of points of contact for one particular student for us it's about being consistent across the organization so if we're saying something about a particular topic centrally we do work really closely with the teams locally as well so we we work with individuals from across the organization we give them content as well so we we have templates in place and we we work with them to make it easier as well for them to communicate sometimes there isn't always a comms person in each school or in each department so it's about making whoever it is that's the point of contact for students it's making their job easier so that they can be the ally it's actually giving them a two-way um, engagement channel as well so it's allowing them to feed back to us as well what we're getting right and what we're getting wrong as well I think that's the important thing. Are there any brands or campaigns that you think do a particularly good job when it comes to engaging youth audiences? From a student perspective it's looking at what a student actually wants from a brand sometimes students are on budgets for example so Primark is a brand that's quite high up with students even though it sometimes doesn't meet the environmental or the sustainable Ben and Jerry's, Nike, Manu, all all do amazing things around Black Lives Matter. Like when they when they change the logo around for once, don't do it. 
that was really powerful. When I look at what students are engaging with, I look at what's happening locally. Often we find that it's not the big chains students are engaging with it's the independent so it's looking at what the artisan bakery is doing it's looking at what the coffee shop is doing and are there any books podcasts or newsletters that you'd recommend we check out i think if you really want to know what matters to students it's looking at the groups that they have created themselves so across every town you'll have one of those like we have one in Leeds we've got the Leeds Fest which is where students will post anonymous things I think it's looking in those spaces to understand what matters to students looking at the comments under your newsletters under your stories there there is your standard there's looking at wonky there's looking at general media what's going on looking at brands Um, I think I think all of that applies but if you really want to know what matters to a student it's looking at the places where where they're just having their organic conversation so I, I'd say that if you want to know the particular student or the particular, you know, that youth age group that you, you want to engage, really look for those on social. It is about putting keywords into Facebook. Sometimes it's about putting keywords into Twitter. If I want to know what, what really matters to students, for example, I'll just search, I'll, I'll just switch the settings on Twitter or on Instagram to see what's been shared locally, because I think that gives you a real insight um, into what people are saying without tagging particular brands in or particular accounts in. So that's what I would recommend. Thank you for listening to the Hear It podcast. You can find links to everything we talked about in the show notes. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at the Hear It Podcast or threadandfable.com. And if you've enjoyed the show today, please drop us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts.